Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to Red, Red, White, a novel of true love and light. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2021 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 15, Jack of All Trades. Hey, I need to talk with you. Please call me. What's up? I asked when I called Reva. Hey, girl. Thanks for calling. Is everything okay? Yes, all is good. I just wanted to talk to you about the wedding. My heart sank. I hope Brian hadn't fallen back into his old ways. Sure. Remember that discussion we had when you came out to visit about who is the wedding for? Yes. Well, Brian and I have been talking, and he shut down all the noise from his family about having a big wedding. He did, did he? Why do you say it like that? Evie, did you say something to Brian? No way. I wouldn't do that. I wasn't a good poker player, so I hoped she couldn't tell I was lying. Anyway, we've decided to have a very intimate wedding, and then have a larger family gathering later. That sounds like a brilliant plan. So, what are you doing this weekend? Huh? We decided to get married at the same spot as he proposed on the island. All we need is a justice of the peace and a witness. Will you be our witness? Of course I'll be your witness. Reva, I'm so happy for you. Brian is cool with this? Yes, he didn't care about the wedding. All he wanted was to get married. He thought I wanted all the big white wedding stuff. So, can you ask the owner of the studio if we could use her front yard? I've already arranged for the justice of the peace. Definitely. As soon as I got off the phone with Reva, I called Beth. Beth, this is Evie. Have a huge favor to ask. Sure, what's up? Do you remember my friend who got engaged at your studio? Of course. That was a wonderful surprise. Well, they would like to get married in the same spot. Can we borrow your front yard? There was still a lot to do, even though Reva and Brian were getting married by the Justice of the Peace. 
I spoke with Brian and asked if I could arrange for an amazing dinner after the wedding as my gift to them. He agreed. Riva wouldn't have any idea of what I was up to. That evening, when Hendrick and I spoke, I gave him the wonderful news. This weekend? Yes, amazing, isn't it? Who's your date? He asked hesitantly. <laughs> no date. It's just a happy couple, the justice of the peace, and me, the witness. I could feel Hendrick's relief. I'm going to surprise them by arranging for a special dinner after the ceremony. That sounds very romantic. Anything for my girl? Well, I look forward to the day when I get to meet her. Yes, it will be soon. I promise. The day was finally here. They had a car waiting for them when they got off the boat and took them directly to the bed and breakfast. The Justice of the Peace photographer and I arrived at the studio about an hour before sunset. Beth and I arranged everything, and now all we had to do was wait for the happy couple. About 15 minutes before sunset, the car arrived. Riva was just beaming, dressed in a beautiful but simple ivory dress that highlighted all that her mama gave her. Brian was in a dapper blue suit. The weather was still on the cool side, so Riva had a stunning ivory and blue wrap. It was all I could do to stop myself from crying. I was so happy for them. The ceremony was brief but beautiful. Reva and Brian had written their own vows. Both were heartfelt and just dripping with love. Right as the colors of the sky reached their peak, they were pronounced husband and wife. Brian took Reva in his arms and, with a flourish, bent her slightly backwards and gave her an intoxicatingly sensual kiss. We all blushed a little, feeling like we were intruding. When all was said and done, the photographer took several photos, and then Brian popped a bottle of champagne. Let's raise our glasses to the happy couple. Congratulations, Riva and Brian. May you feel this love every day, I toasted. We clinked glasses. Riva and Brian, as my gift to you, please join me in the studio, I ceremonially requested. The studio was lit with those wonderful twinkly lights. The room was warm and the atmosphere was sexy but cozy. In the middle was a table with a white tablecloth set for two. The tableware was gold-accented and sparkled in the lights. Soft jazz played in the background. Riva and Brian were seated, and then Celeste catered an amazing dinner. She had prepared the most decadent food. She was truly talented. The rest of us enjoyed our own meal in Beth's house. Only Celeste and the photographer interacted with the couple. They were in their own little world. When it was time for dessert, the rest of us joined the couple. Even Granddad made a brief appearance to give his congratulations. The champagne flowed as we all laughed, danced, and enjoyed the music in the room. Evie, how did you pull this off? What do you mean? Seriously, Evie, dinner was wonderful. You outdid yourself, Brian complimented. I know people. 
was all I said. I know your car is waiting to take you back, but I have one more thing that I wanted to give you. In the room's corner was an easel covered in a white cloth. This is to remind you of the magic of the night you committed yourselves to each other. I removed the cloth, and Reva gasped, jumped up, and then gave me an enormous hug. Evie, this is magnificent. Thank you. Brian joined the embrace. I turned to Brian. Welcome to the family. The next morning, I met the two lovebirds for lunch before they headed back on the boat. I wish you could stay longer, I whined. This summer, we will schedule a proper vacation, Reva promised. Brian nodded in agreement. My eyes misted as we said our goodbyes. Then I yelled out as they got on the boat. I love you, Reva. She turned with a smile. I love you, girl. Slowly, the weather started warming up, and in no time, summer would be here again. The winter wasn't as bad as they had claimed. The quiet had let me paint and create a small inventory of my work. I hadn't shared it all with Tatum, but I needed to decide what I wanted to do. The website that I was supposed to have built months ago still only provided my contact information. The business side of art didn't interest me as much as the actual painting. Still, it was something that I needed to get better at. I reached out to Beth to ask for some guidance. Hello, this is Beth. Hi, Beth, it's Evie. Hey, Evie, how are you doing? Great. Hey, I wanted to see if I could pick your brain over lunch one day. Still trying to get my business side together. Sure, I have time this week. Wonderful. How does Wednesday sound? I'll make us lunch here if that works for you. Yes, that sounds great. Since I hadn't been selling regularly, the money had been ebbing and flowing. The less that I looked at my bank account, the less stress that I had. The business was still in the red, but after a year, I was feeling good with the direction that I was heading in. To prepare for my meeting, I pulled out the old marketing plan that Tatum and I had created before leaving Denver. Website, social media, gallery showings. Well, I started a website, and I had a showing. So, not too bad. I tried to make myself feel better, knowing full well that I needed to focus more on the business. Thinking about Wednesday's meeting gave me angst. Why was I so wigged out about this conversation? It needed to be done. Yet, I was feeling uneasy. To get some answers, I went outside to meditate. However, my heart was pounding, and I, I couldn't quiet my mind. Breathe in. Breathe out. I said to myself. Finally, I counted backward slowly from ten to one. At last, I was in a quiet mind. Higher self, why am I so concerned about this discussion with Beth? You are afraid. Afraid of what? Success. Hearing that silenced me. I knew immediately this was the truth. But 
how do I change it? Bring down your walls. Know it is okay to be vulnerable. Ask for help. And believe in yourself. Jeez, is that all? I asked sarcastically. Your success will only go so far. You have found your passion. But to reach the level you say you desire, you will have to do more. Wow, this was a real eye-opener. I knew many people who had sabotaged their success, but I never thought that I would be one of them. Haven't I taken enough leaps of faith? You are always changing and growing. To reach your fullest potential, let go of old habits and beliefs so new ones can be created. The uneasiness I had about this meeting was nothing compared to the anxiety I was getting, knowing that I had to do more. To make the house look as presentable as possible, I brought out my special chinaware from my old house. The table looked great. I heard Beth pull into the driveway. She came bearing gifts, an adorable flower arrangement. Knock, knock. Beth, come on in. Welcome to my humble abode. It's a cute place. I didn't realize what an amazing view you have when I was here last. Yes, my grandparents really found a perfect spot. Please, sit down. Oh, here, I brought these for you. Mmm, they smell wonderful. Thank you. Everything looks and smells great, Beth complimented. I had made a minestrone soup, fresh bread, sliced cheeses, and meats. We sat down and jumped right into the food. In between bites, Beth asked, So, you had questions about how I run my business? Yes. So, let me explain what I'm currently doing. I have an agent, per se, who helps me sell. We have a great relationship, and she was instrumental in getting me the commissioned work. I would also like to show here at the Sunshine Studio and maybe do something online. My concern is biting off more than I can chew. I want nothing interfering with me being able to paint. Definitely. I understand your concern completely, Beth responded. My circumstances differed from yours. Since I was a newly single mom with two kids who just moved to the island, my time needed to be spent in the most expeditious way. I gave myself three months to get settled and to paint as many pieces as possible when my kids were in school. This provided me with the inventory. Then I created a website and sold primarily from the site. No one was offering gallery showings, and I did not have a studio yet. You could find me at every artisan fair across the island, peddling my wares. It was a slow go, and after three months, I was working in a deficit. That's where my cousin, Steve, and others stepped in. Steve was building homes for some of the richest people on the island. He would leave my business card in unsuspecting places in the new house, so the homeowner would stumble upon it wonder where it came from, and hopefully visit my website. Others talked to gallery owners they knew. I had a makeshift public relations team. I also needed to get out there and talk myself up. That was the hardest part. 
I'm afraid I'll need to do the same, I lamented. I'll admit it felt uncomfortable, but I had to feed my family. I called the local radio station to see if I could be interviewed and did the same with the local papers. Finally, I opened my home and had my first showing. It was at the holiday time, and I knew people were looking for unique gifts, so I splurged and hosted my own show. I don't know if it was one specific thing or all put together, but I finally started making traction and selling. As things took off, I pulled back from the fairs and was more exclusive. Over the years, I've pulled back even further, and now people can only purchase my work through gallery showings and commissioned work. Well, your exclusivity hasn't hurt you. No, it hasn't. Actually, I believe it has helped me. I can ask for a higher price for my pieces, and I am being marketed to a different audience. This is great information and gives me a lot to think about, I told her. Evie, you are already well on your way to having that higher clientele. I have contacts at the galleries that I would be happy to introduce you to. And, when you're ready to have your own show, I can help with the invitation list. People are always looking to discover a new artist, particularly before they get really big and start asking more for their paintings, Beth chuckled. If I had an agent, I would use her, but keep the island for yourself. This is your backyard and your relationships. It is special, and you need to nurture it. In the end, it will pay off. I like that. I like that a lot. But you can't forget that you have to put yourself out there. Granted, you don't have to do all the artisan's fairs like I did, but people need to see that you are invested and believe in your work. If you don't believe in you... Who will? Those are some wise words. I have a very special friend who has also told me the same thing. If I had to start somewhere, I would work on the website. That is your calling card. If people can't meet you in person, they can still learn about you through your site. I was afraid you were going to say that. I know nothing about updating my website. Ask at the high school. I'm sure one of those young whiz kids could help you out. Great idea. Thanks. Thanks for the lunch and company. I do need to leave so I can get downtown, buy food, and get back before the kids get home from school. Oh, of course. Thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. After Beth left, I grabbed a blanket and headed for the beach. I wanted to open my mind so that I could write about myself. The sand was damp and cold, but I needed to feel the earth underneath me. The air smelled salty, and a light mist was washing in from the shore. On a journey, guided by the light in her heart. Emotional, thought-provoking. Leap of faith. Finding herself. Expansion of self and mind. Words were coming, but how did they fit together? Did people really care about who was painting the piece, or did they just want to feel something from it? I knew that was ego talking, 
so I stopped writing and just felt the air on my skin. Presence of mind. I just wanted to be present. Not worry about anything, but what I was feeling in this exact moment. Then I heard, an artist seeking truth of self through her art. Hmm. Not only did that sound pretty good, but it was true. So, how has married life been treating you? It's crazy how a little ceremony can change everything. What do you mean? You guys okay? Mm. I knew I loved Brian before we got married, but now I feel like the love is deeper, if that's possible. Wow, hook, line, and sinker. You got that right. How did his family take you guys eloping? Once the shock subsided, they understood. We promised that we would have a celebration this summer. Nice. So have you decided where you're going to live? I think it's time to move out of the city. Really? Yep. Riding out the pandemic in the city was tough. Not that it wasn't tough in other places. But I would like to be more suburban. Shop in a grocery store versus a bodega. Have a backyard. A little more space. So you're moving to Philly? Actually, we're looking for a new place. Some place that we can make into our home. Well, it all sounds lovely, and I am thrilled for you. Thanks. If it wasn't for you, I would never have met Brian. I don't believe that. If it was meant to be, it would. You would have just met somewhere else. But I'm glad that I played a supporting role. So, what's up with you and your man? I wouldn't say that he's my man, but I do love him. We are still taking it slow. Now that he is a father, things are more complicated. Do they have to be? Huh? Are they more complicated, or are you projecting that they are more complicated? Let's just say there are more people at the table now than before. Not that I'm concerned, but Asia is so young, and she needs both her parents. I don't know if Hendrik will be able to leave her. Oh, so there is an assumption that he would move to you. Reva's comment was like a bucket of cold water. Huh. Yes, I guess I assumed he would, since I had just made this big move and everything. What do they say about assuming? It makes an ass out of you and me? Okay, okay. When the time comes, if it ever does, that will need to be a topic of discussion. It will. Don't worry. Hey, I know this is a random question, but did that other guy ever ask you out? Oh. The guy who helped you build the studio. Steve? Why would you ask that? Because he asked Brian if you were with anyone. What? Why didn't you tell me? I just found out myself. He's cute, and he seems like he's a nice guy. Well, he is, but he's just a friend, I assured. 
Okay, I was just asking. But you will tell me if he does, right? Reva, please. He thinks of me as a friend as well. Plus, he is younger than me. Oh, like that ever stopped you before. Hey, be nice. Reva giggled. <laughs> Gotta go. Love ya. Love you too. After we hung up, our discussion about Steve lingered with me. It was like she knew something that I didn't. Today was Thursday, so the library was open. I headed over, intending to find a book on website design and to pick up some new movies. When I walked in, Barbara was at the desk. Hey, Evie. Long time no see. What have you been up to? Hanging out with those aliens? She snickered. Hi, Barbara. Actually, been doing a lot of painting, but I'm hoping you can help me. I need a book on website design. Do you have one? Barbara turned to the computer to do a search as I headed over to the movie section. From behind, I heard, Why don't you just search on YouTube? I turned around to see Steve in the stacks next to me. My face flushed. I guess I could do that as well, I replied. So, what's this new project you're working on? Uh, updating my website. I could help you with that. Seriously? Seems like you're a jack-of-all-trades. I have a lot of downtime, so I'm always learning something new. What is your site's address? I'll check it out and give you some suggestions. I looked at him sideways, trying to determine if he was pulling my leg. What could it hurt? It's www.evpaints.com. Are you around tomorrow night? I can stop by after work and give you some ideas. Yes, I'll be around. Great. See you then. I turned and grabbed a couple of movies off the shelf, then headed over to Barbara to check them out. She looked at me with a sly smile. So, I guess you don't need me to find you that book after all. I gave her a disapproving look. No, I'm good. Just these movies, thank you. On the drive back from the library, thoughts filled my mind. Can Steve like me? He's cute, but I'm in a relationship with Hendrik. Or am I? How does one take things slow? Wonder if Steve asks me out. What do I say? I was so lost in thought that I almost hit a mouse in the road. I slammed on the brakes. Luckily, there was no one behind me. Instead of the mouse running away, though, it stood on its hind legs, and I swore it looked me straight in the face. Then it slowly turned and ran into the bushes. I drove slowly the rest of the way home, but I knew I had just been given a message. Hey, Granddad, you home? Over here, cleaning fish. I walked behind the house, and there he was, knife in hand, gutting his latest catch. Looks good, I complimented. Yep, blues were running. I was gonna smoke it. Mmm, that sounds good. Hey, I grabbed some new movies. Wanna come over later, and I'll make some popcorn, and we can have a movie night. Sounds good. Are you gonna kill me with a chick flick? 
or did you get something that I may find interesting? Don't worry, I wouldn't do that to you. I've been on a sci-fi kick lately. Nice. What time? Seven o'clock? I'll be there. Just as I was pouring the popcorn into a couple of bowls, Granddad walked in. Hey, I brought a couple of beers. Will you join me? Of course. Thanks. The movies are on the table. Pick one and get it started. I'll be right back. When I returned, Granddad had everything queued up and ready to go. Before we start, I believe I received a message today, and I was hoping you can help me out? Sure. What happened? On the way home from the library, I almost hit a mouse in the road. When I slammed on my brakes to avoid it, it stood on its hind legs and stared at me. Then it slowly turned and ran away. Huh, a mouse. That's very interesting. The mouse sees everything up close and only sees what is in front of it. You're most likely being asked to scrutinize and pay attention to what is right in front of you. That's weird. I wonder what that is about. Granddad looked at me. You'll know when it's time to know. At 5.30, I heard Steve's truck coming up the road. I put my brush down and opened the studio door. Hey! Hi, is this a good time? Steve walked into the studio with a bag in his hand. Yep, I just started to clean up. What you got? I didn't know if you'd eaten yet, so I brought some Chinese. Will you join me? Wow, that's nice. Yes, I'd love to. I'm almost done here, so you can bring the food into the house. By the time I had finished cleaning and got into the house, Steve had the table set and was waiting for me. Wow, thank you. No worries. Soda? I asked. Please. Steve served and started eating, asking, So what do you want this website to accomplish? Well, it's my business card to the world, really. I would like to tell my prospective buyers about me, selling paintings and other items from it, press, and provide dates for showings. Okay, that's not too bad. It's a pretty simple site. After dinner, we sat at my laptop, and he showed me various examples of sites. Then we developed a game plan. I prefer to teach someone to fish than to just do it for them. So we can start updating your site this week if you want. It shouldn't take too long. You'll need to compile a file of photos of your paintings, provide a bio, etc., etc. Once you pull that all together, I can show you how to plug and play. Amazing. You are fantastic at this technical stuff. To me, it's just like building a house. After Steve left, I jumped into the shower, then called Hendrick. Hi. Hi. Missed you today. Sorry, I got into a painting mood and didn't look up until dinner. What did the chef cook tonight? <laughs> Actually, I had Chinese. Steve brought some over. Steve? Yes, Steve the carpenter. He helped me build my studio. That was nice of him. Unexpected. He offered to help me update my website. Wow, jack of all trades. Funny, I said the same thing. There was a long pause. Finally, Hendrick asked, 
Evie, is he interested in you? No. I hope my tone was convincing. To give Hendrick more comfort, I added, We're just friends. Remember Granddad helped him out? So I think he feels he needs to look after me. Sounding unconvinced, Hendrick responded, Oh, right. To change the subject, I asked, How is Asia? She is amazing. Guess what she asked me today. What? When does she get to see you again? Oh, that is so sweet. We can video conference any time you would like. I was thinking something more personal. Why don't you come out for a visit? Really? Yes, really. I miss you. And your last visit. We both were in a different mindset. Are we ready for this again? Don't get me wrong, I would love to see you, but if we're taking it slow, a visit may not be the best next step. I think we can discuss the taking it slow when you're out here. I can get some time off in a couple of weeks. Can you come out then? Hmm, let me check with my social secretary. I paused for dramatic effect. She said she will move some things. I replied jokingly. Wonderful. I can't wait to see you in the flesh. I can't wait to be seen in the flesh. <gasps> uh, I mean... My face went bright red. I mean, I can't wait to see you as well. Good night, beautiful. Good night, Hendrick. Over the next couple of days, I worked on getting the information ready for my website. The last and most difficult piece was my bio. Words just weren't coming to me. So I reached out to Tatum to see if she could help. Remember the day that we first met and I asked you to tell me about yourself? Yes. Well, this is the same process. I didn't want to know about your education or your jobs. I wanted to know about you. You, the person. Not the resume. Start there, and I'm sure you'll come up with something fantastic. Tatum, you have more confidence in me than I do. We all have a unique and interesting story. You just have to be brave enough to tell it. With that encouragement, I sat down at the kitchen table, laptop open, surrounded by little pieces of paper with notes written all over them. I closed my eyes and asked my higher self for some guidance. Then, after a few clearing breaths, I typed. Evie Prince is not a technically trained artist. Her skills were learned from her grandmother, who was a well-known Martha's Vineyard landscape artist. After her first attempt did not pay the bills, she moved into the world of corporate sales and marketing. Many years and a lot of soul-searching later, Evie took a leap of faith and has once again embarked on a painting career. This time, however, she is on a journey guided by the light in her heart. Her art is an expansion of self and mind, emotional and thought-provoking. Evie Prince seeks truth of self through her art. Wow, where did that come from? It sounded pretty good. I grabbed my phone and texted Steve, letting him know I had all the information together. 
and asked when we could work on the site. He responded, I'm good for tomorrow night if you are. Sounds great. I'll make dinner. He responded with a thumbs up. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations. Written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, you are always changing and growing. To reach your fullest potential, let go of old habits and beliefs so new ones can be created.